What's up and welcome to the Espresso with Aaron and Sarit podcast. This is the show where you go for the tips, tools, and the life hackeries to lose weight, gain confidence, and create a life that you are excited to wake up for. Get ready for some tough love conversations that will change your perspective from destructive to productive. We are your hosts, Aaron and Sarit. And we're on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same movement, nutrition, and lifestyle habits that have transformed ours. Hey, welcome back. If you have ever been injured and afraid to gain weight because you cannot work out, then this video is for you. Because just four years ago now, Mm -hmm. today, Four years ago, I had back surgery, and for the whole year leading up to that, I really struggled to do any workouts, but I did not gain any weight, and I want to share with you some of the lessons I had through that experience, what things you can do even if you are injured, and how to mentally overcome that kind of headspace that we can get into when we feel restricted and and fear gaining weight because we can't move. You've also been injured. Two times. What'd you injure? Shoulders. Both times? Both times. So what, what all did that prevent you from doing? It prevented me from working out the way I wanted to. It, it, and it also prevented my lifestyle because I was in a lot of pain, like for doing simple tasks. I would say my injury was not as severe as yours because, you know, yours ended up in surgery and, you know, the recovery is just a lot harder. But, you know, the truth is, is that every injury absolutely sucks. And, you know, a very common thing, especially, you know, amongst athletes, like if somebody was an athlete and then they started like looking like they're really getting out of shape, like like what you would know, it it would be one of two things that we would hear. Either I got injured or either I got pregnant. Yeah. And you know, the reality is, is that when you have your lifestyle habits in check, it doesn't have to be that way. Like, yes, if you are a muscular athletic person, you could, you know, deflate or start losing some muscle mass However, there's a big difference between, you know, oh, I just started to, to you know, lose some muscle mass versus I just went from looking really fit to pounds. looking like, you know, I gained a bunch of weight. Fit to fat. Yeah. And I can't say that I was ever injured enough during a point in time when I really was like in the abyss of struggling with my nutrition and my like disordered eating patterns. But I did learn a lot of lessons along the way. It's very mental, especially when you are used to moving your body, you are not used to like having to modify everything or having to think extra hard about what can I do for a workout. You know, a back injury is something that can completely debilitate you. Uh, You know, especially if you don't have the knowledge 
of what things can I keep doing? There were certain things I could do. I could do wall sits. I could do some core stuff. I could do, but you know, a burpee, forget about it. Squats, forget about it. Um, <clears throat> there were any kind of deadlift movement, uh, picking things up off the ground, usually like forget about it. And for about a year, because I was trying to resolve this issue in the most natural way that I could in the beginning. So I was doing, <clears throat> I did physical therapy that did help for a little while. And then, you know, I would do something just the smallest stupid thing. I would, you know, go up the stairs and I would skip steps rather than every step and I'll tweak something or I'd pick up something off the ground, I'll tweak something. And, you know, I did, um, chiropractic, I did uh, traction, I did, which is like when they kind of like try to pull your spine apart. It's like a very, uh, you have to do a lot of sessions and it's like a decompression. So kind of like tries to lengthen or, or add space between your vertebrae, like pull. Um, so if you have any kind of like herniation or any, or bulging discs or anything, you can give them some space. I did uh, red laser, cold laser therapy. I did uh, muscle stimulation. I did, um, what's, what was that? Oh yeah, there was, I don't know what that device is called, something else. I did also, um, I had an epidural. Oh yeah. That was the last thing before I spoke with a surgeon, uh, basically said, you know, if this works, um, then you'll you be good steroid for- steroid shots, right? That was the epidural. Oh, is, is that the same? I yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, but, you know, they basically said, if this works, then you'll be good for about three to six months before it comes back. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that doesn't sound like a good ending anyways. They said, if you, like, if this wears off within the matter of a few days, then you probably want to talk to a surgeon. So, okay, cool. Felt, I felt all right that day started to come back a little bit, even like the next, I think it was like two days after. And so spoke with a surgeon, ended up having back surgery. Thank God all of my bone structure and everything is still in place. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to have a more advanced surgery where they could go in with a, um, a smaller tool and kind of pull out damaged material, end up taking how much longer than they thought? Like two hours. Two hours more than what they thought. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, they were like, it was a bit bigger. Um, I had a herniated disc. It was pretty bad. It was pinching off my, one of my nerves. They said, if I didn't have surgery, I was probably going to lose control of my left leg. I said, I should probably have surgery. But for the whole year that I was trying to resolve the issue leading up to that, I was very limited in the things that I could do. Why didn't I gain weight? Um, I had good habits in place already beforehand, luckily, but this is just a testament to how much nutrition plays a role in your body composition. Mm. However, I would say that the mental aspect of it is what will lead you to eat more or less or better or worse in those circumstances. So our tendency, I don't know if this happened to you, or kind of like what part of your journey were you on, but did you, what was different with your mindset when you were injured versus when you're not? Well, you feel like you have this l limitation because 
you know, when you're really active, like one of the things that, you know, you identify yourself on is working out. And when you're very active, especially depending on the type of workouts that you do, you know, like it gives you a certain feeling afterwards and you also know what that does for your body. So, you know, it's it's very easy to think that, oh, if I'm not able to- It's like a mood to, boost and a confidence boost. Yeah, it's like, oh, if I'm not able to work out that way, then like, what's the point? Mm. Which I think yeah. this is probably something that a lot of people like, you know, think about because it's like, okay, well, if I'm not, it, like if I'm not expected to do 300 burpees, then why is eating a bag of M&Ms not bad for me? And, you know, the reality with food, especially like, you know, processed food is that it's like a silent killer. You don't notice the effects of it immediately. Mm. Right. So you're like, oh, yeah, just one bag of M&Ms, like not really going to do anything. And then you're like, oh, well, maybe that like, you know, today's this bag of M&Ms tomorrow. It's like, OK, maybe I'll have a little bit of this or now, you know what? I want to keep it in the clean zone. So let me just have like, you know, a couple extra tablespoons of peanut butter or some it, protein pancakes. It's, it's still clean. Right. And it's like. You know, our minds work in a way where if we don't have like the, like a, some kind of like a hard boundary factor and we kind of like start to slip beyond whatever the boundaries that we normally set for ourselves are, like it can very easily turn to be a slippery slope. and. I also want you to know that like, I don't care how long you've been on this journey. Like y you are not susceptible. Even if you've been good for three years, I don't care. You're not susceptible. Like you are, you are susceptible. I mean, you are susceptible unless you are on a day to day basis, like, you know, working, like actively going out of your way to challenge yourself and work on your discipline in ways that are more than just exercise. Most people only work on their discipline in a term of exercise because you, you get an instantaneous feeling. Here, here's why too. And all, yeah, I have another one. Okay. And then the other one is environment. Unless your environment is fully in check, like let's say, you know, if you're married and your spouse, like, their lifestyle is not in full alignment with yours. And let's say on Friday, they like to have pizza and you normally won't because let's say you're like, I wanna work out early on Saturday. So I wanna get to bed early to make sure that, you know, like I wanna sleep good. And when I eat pizza, I don't sleep good. And I are like, well, I don't, it's not like I have my workout to go to. And it's kind of like an opportunity for me to bond with my spouse. One slice of pizza ain't gonna hurt. True, one slice of pizza ain't gonna hurt, but it's like, you know, once in your mind, you you open the gates, that can very easily open your mind to a lot more things that you normally wouldn't do. So, I mean, this is when the slope gets slippery and that can happen to you if you've been at it for six months, for three years, even for five years, it doesn't matter. You see it happen with pro athletes all the time. So, 
there's a few things that I thought of in that. So one of them, okay, the reason why it's a slippery slope here, there's, there's two things. For one, processed food is a drug. It is the most abused drug and the most underused form of medicine. Yeah. So what happens with drugs? You reach a tolerance level. That dopamine hit, that feel good while you're eating it, you reach a tolerance level. So now all of a sudden you need more to feel the same amount of good. And then you need more and you need more and you need more and then you, like, it's so hard to stop. So if you're like that person who's like, I can't just eat one, I wanna eat the whole bag, yeah. It's a drug. So that's and, one, hold on, I gave you your turn. I was yeah. really good about it. Okay, so that's one way that it's a slippery slope. The other thing is we are designed as human beings to survive. To survive is a defensive position, not an offensive position. So to survive, you are, and playing defense, you're not assertive. You're not taking action. You're not moving forward by nature, by nature. So it's almost like you've got to swim against the current and it requires more effort and more energy and more, you know, um, drive to move forward in a positive direction because by nature, you will just, you'll sit and, and you'll just be comfortable until something bad happens that makes you so uncomfortable. You feel like your only choice is to move. You're playing defense. Your only choice is then to take action because you, um, something, you know, unfortunate happened with your health. You got some kind of health scare. Um, and then the third thing is why we find that, oh, it's just one slice of pizza, you know, or it's just, just one night or it's just one bag of M&Ms. You don't see the difference, like the silent killer theory. You don't notice the changes, just like you don't notice, just like you get frustrated because you don't see the changes happening in a good way very fast. You also don't see the changes happening in a bad way very fast. And if you think you do, it's because it's in your mind because you ate something that you think is bad. So in your mind, you're telling yourself I'm fatter than you probably really are, mm -hmm. right? It's in your mind. You eat if you ate one M and M, you would wake you you would wake up in the morning and be like, I'm fatter. That's why. That's why I'm I fluffier. Um, something happened, and it's yeah. like no one M and M is not going to do shit. You get frustrated because you don't see immediate progress when you're trying to lose weight. Remember, by nature, you've put yourself like because you've been playing defense and just trying to survive. You've put yourself in a certain state, and it is going to require like, um, what is it? Uh, what percentage of fuel, the majority of fuel in a rocket ship is used on takeoff? 40%. 40%, okay, not the majority, but 40% of the fuel is used from a rocket during takeoff. And you're hardly going anywhere, right? So think about how much energy it takes you to get somewhere. This is like a little tangent we're going on right now, but very valuable how much energy it takes you to get from no momentum to like you, you, um, to like outside the earth's atmosphere, right? But then once you get out there, you end up like where I was during that one year where I couldn't really work out very much and I had surgery, I was already with very good momentum and very good habits. The worst thing I did, I think, is like all I wanted to eat was cereal. That's what I remember. Nothing anyway, sounded it's really good. Really clean cereal. 
Yeah, I ate like Kashi Go Lean or. No, you ate Ezekiel. Oh, Ezekiel cereal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so look, yeah. listen, even if you're getting cereal, don't don't just rely on on what the front says, like, oh, like low hard, sugar, hard, healthy, like check the ingredients and, and really make sure that it's good. Yeah. Um, but here here's here's the experience that I had mentally. OK. And I want to take you through this really quick, because I think this is the toughest part. Uh, and I think the reason that we want to eat more is for two reasons. One, we're not using time to work out, so we have more time. And two, you want to eat your feelings. It's part of it. And I believe, especially if you're like an athlete or you were an You've athlete. identified. And not only that, I believe that if either you're currently an athlete or you have been an athlete, you don't really have to ask anything. So it's like, if I go, I go hard. And, and that's why I think, I think that's why a lot of times, like, you know, so many people who were athletes, I'm like, man, like just, let's think in terms of increments because you're, you're so, you've been, your mind has been so ingrained towards performance that, you know, you want to make monumental leaps. So it's like, if you're not, you know, like doing this, 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 this and that, it's not worth it, right? So it's like, why have a cookie when you can have the whole cookie jar? And because you're used to working out and maybe like your muscle storage is bigger because, you know, your body's going to use more of it as fuel, like it doesn't feel as bad, right? But now- Until it does. But now you're not using your body the same way, but your mind works the same way. And your right. habits are the same. Right. So um, what was I saying? The men something about the mental part. You, you, you have more time to eat because you're oh, not yeah. working out and you also want to eat your feelings. It's very true. Now, I, I think I was depressed. I don't think I knew it, but I was smoking weed every day. I was going to say, do you remember what you did? By the way, every I would day. love to know if you're listening to this and this resonates with you because maybe you've been through an injury. I would love to know, like, how do you self-loathe when you cannot work out because you're injured or if you have... So here's the deal. You yeah. just pointed to the time and you told me to hurry up and you yeah. keep cutting me off. Okay. So um, <laughs> when I, you know, I, I started with uh, like a marijuana vape pen because I wanted to see legitimately like, hey, will this kind of ease some of the pain? I know like it has medicinal benefits. So let me see if like it helps me feel any better. I was trying anything that I could besides just trying to take ibuprofen every single day. Um, this was like my way to try to go the healthier route. Um, what I found was it made me just kind of like numb out. Um, I was really bombed. You, you develop an identity as an athlete. I did. Um, I was a regional level competitor in CrossFit and part of my identity was that. And so when I was unable to do that, I literally lost who I was for a moment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I started using this to kind of just make myself feel less period 
Um, and I thought it was just like me chilling, you know, I'm just relaxing, like I couldn't work out, whatever. But I, I, when I look back, I'm like, no, dude, I, I think I was like depressed and I'm grateful I didn't, I wasn't aware enough to any extent to like see a doctor and be put on some kind of medication um, just from the things that I, I know about it. But like I, I had to really work through a lot of, I think it was one of the years that I had the um, most mental growth. Um, I mean, the last, since we started our business have been massive years of mental growth mm -hmm. and personal development, but you know, it was where I really had to come face to face with like, who am I? Who am I? And you know, when you develop good habits, not only with your nutrition, but with the way that you choose to think about any situation, you have, you have three ways to think about it. Um, you have the glass half empty, the glass half full, or you have the glass half full of water and half full of air, which makes it 100% full. And that is your choice. And so in that like years time, I, I could not sit without being in pain. I could not stand without being in pain. I could not sleep without being in pain. Every position I was in, I had to move every 20 seconds or something. I, I just, there was no position. I had to drive with my leg up in this weird position. And what I would I, put your socks on, remember? She had to put my socks on. I, I would... I was like, am I 89 years old? Like, I think I'll be in better shape when I'm 89 than I was in that in that position. But Suri had to put my socks on for me. And that is like, when you become, I was literally disabled to an extent. And um, what I had to do in that moment was re-identify who I am outside of an athlete. And you might be in that position or, you know, you could simply be like, how do I work around this injury? You know, you got a shoulder thing. You still have the full bottom half of your body and your like torso that you can work. You know, if you've got a knee thing, you can still do hip dominant movements. You can still do core things. You can still do upper body stuff. If you've got an ankle thing, you've got a lot of your body that you can maybe even do some stationary stuff where you're just not jumping or, um, or having any impact, you know? And so if you do have some kind of injury, actually comment down below and we would love to figure out how we can help you work around it. There's usually, even with my back injury, there were things that I could do. And remember some kind of movement is better than no movement because mm -hmm. you get depressed. You release really good endorphins, endorphins when you when you are able to move your body challenge your heart breathe a little bit get the blood flowing and it is super important just for your mood so i i noticed that when i would do something i would as frustrated as i would get sometimes that i had to modify stuff i would feel better than if i just didn't do anything because i felt like a lazy no good piece of crap mm -hmm. so my challenge to you would be figure out what you can do and really make it a point to if you if you have like felt like you've lost some of your identity to figure out just who you are regardless of what your body's capable of um 
and and notice the importance of slow progress and doing some kind of movement is better than no movement at all. So hopefully yeah. this was helpful. Happy Halloween. If you're watching this on actual Halloween, this is when this came out. Yeah. And also in the comments, drop below. What is your favorite Halloween candy? I'm going to. Or costume you've ever dressed up Ooh, in. Okay. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Reese's peanut butter cups. Definitely. Okay. One time I dressed up as um, Scully from Monsters, Inc. The big blue guy. Oh, nice. That was my favorite costume. Okay, drop it. Would love to know. We hope that you found value from this conversation. And if you haven't already subscribed to our channel, make it a point to do so, so that you can be notified the next time that we drop one. And if you're listening to us on podcasts, go ahead and uh, go over to the reviews, rate and review the show. If you liked it, amazing. If you didn't, that's okay too. Um, we love you anyways. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Sarit. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsarit.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review, wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Erin and Sarit.